Good morning, everyone. Joyce here. So today we look at the, the book of Jeremiah. Interestingly, um, it starts off with return, O faithless children, says the Lord, for I am your master. I will take you from one city and two from a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And um, yeah, so it's a call to return. Now, if I apply it in today's context, where am I being asked to return? And the answer lies, yes, in a few verses from now. And it moves on, the place where you return, it moves on in verse 15, I will give you shepherds after my own heart, who will feed you with knowledge and understanding. And that's so much reason to pray for our shepherds in the church, that they will be filled with knowledge and understanding. I think it will be good. Sometimes I do that when before the priest uh, gives his sermon, I'll just pray, Lord, just fill his heart, fill his mind. And I think it's important that we do that because we need to really cover everyone with the, with, with, with the presence of God because evil, evil is lurking. And in the gospel today, Jesus himself, um, though vaguely he does say the evil one will take, will, will, will come and attack you. So the presence of evil is all around you, all around me. So, yeah, and and when you and when you have multiplied and increased in that in those days, uh, says the Lord, they shall no more say the ark of the covenant of the Lord; it shall not come to mind to be remembered or missed. It shall not be made again. And what's this ark of the covenant? Because everything in the Word of God is 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 so relevant today. Where's the ark of the covenant? Where is the Holy of Holies today kept? It rings a bell? Yes, I'm sure it does. So at that time, Jerusalem shall be called Jerusalem, shall be called the throne of the Lord, and all nations shall gather to it the presence of the Lord in Jerusalem, and they shall no more stubbornly follow their own evil heart. So here is a call. The first reading, as I see it, there's, there may be so many ways in which you interpret it. I'm sure that yeah, that even as you you pursue your Bible reading, that all of us will 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 ask the Lord, Lord, come, tell me what is it that you're teaching me personally through these readings. So, um, yeah. So from what I interpreted, it's like a call to return to the church. A call to return, like what Jeremiah was saying, return. He placed a lot of value on what? On the presence of God in Jerusalem, the Ark of the Covenant. There lies, there's that, there's that presence. And he's calling people to return to the presence of God, the flesh and blood of God. Presence in, present in the Ark of the Covenant. And that, 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 there lies our role today to, to, through our witnessing, through our knowledge and understanding, to explain the, the tenets of the church to people who have maybe found them too, too weak and they have gone left the church because they do not believe that church is relevant anymore to them, maybe for some reason or the other, and they have not understood the the core values of the church. So it is our obligation, just like what Jeremiah is telling the people today, to bring these bring back the people back to the presence of God in the church. 
And then as we move on to the Gospel of... In today's Gospel, 13... Where am I? Yeah, so in Matthew 13, uh, verse 18 to 23, here Jesus uh, uh, explains the parable of the sower. And uh, and if you look at the verse, verse 19, right? When anyone hears the word of God, word of the kingdom, and does not understand it. So we can hear so much. Hearing is just one half of the story or even less. So it is not the fail- failure of hearing but of understanding. So anyone hears the word of God of the king word of the kingdom and does not understand it. Now what happens? Evil one comes and snatches away what is sown in his heart. So that's the locus of failure. The locus of failure is the heart. Because it's my thought processes, I've got to take it all the way. Sometimes it's a long journey from the mind to the heart. No? So it's the heart. That's where the, the evil one really stirs up. Stirs us up. And then it goes on to say about the rocky ground. And yet he has no root in himself but endures for a while. Now what does... What, what do we endure for a while when we hear the word of God? What do we endure for a while? He has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tri- tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word. So this is something which is, oh, it, 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 it cannot, we cannot run away from it. I mean, if you look at your life and you look at my life, there's a lot of tribulation. There's a lot of persecution from many quarters. And I'm following... I'm following this. Um, I'm following this re, uh, novena to Saint Ignatius, uh, started by a f- dear f- sister of mine, Rachel, and she. And today's, uh, today's reflection on Saint Ignatius is a call to go and to to amidst the tribulation, amidst the suffering. What is my reaction? What is my disposition? Am I running away from people? Am I running away from, from the situation? Because it all comes down to my heart. Because if I'm running away, I may be faced with the same situation, the same people in another. And, and how is my reaction going to be? So running away does not help. So it's, it, it, it goes on to say, Yet he has no root in himself, but endures for a while. And when tribulation or persecution arises on account of the word, immediately he falls away. So the real disciple is the one who will persist in the trial, will persist in the tribulation. Because that is a surety. The trials and the tri- tribulations are there. So the in verse 21, the cause of failure is tribulation. I fail because of tribulation or persecution. But what is the cause in verse 22? What, what is the cause? And for what is, uh, we, uh, immediately he falls away, 
as for what was sown among thorns, this is he who hears the word, but the cares of the world and the delight in riches choke the word and it proves unfruitful. So the cause is what? The, my delight in riches. So the whole adds up to the same teaching as in, as in 4.11, only that here we are asked to take care of our heart and our soul from what from the world from worldliness because it's worldliness because we have two on two spheres you know we have this one is tribulations that will sanctify us and on the other sphere i'm holding these two in my hand and i think it's good to just do that action tribulations of, of the world and the other one is the riches of the world at every moment in my life what am I choosing is it the cross of Christ or is it the the benefits of the world so the minute I reject the cross of Christ I'm embracing the benefits of the world the minute I reject the benefits of the world I'm embracing the cross so with that I'll just like to, us to stop there to consider how are we going to yeah bring about this not even a balance it's to completely accept and the 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 cross and then we can become actual hearers and doers of the word because it has to be shown in the fruits of our life what are the fruits there comes the doing so let's pray Thank you, Lord, for this message today, this message of um, yeah, the very challenging message, God, that, that invites me to, number one, go back to the church, to bring people back to the presence of the, of the Eucharist, and then to myself, accept the, the, the cross, because if I don't accept the cross, then I'm going to get carried away by the whether the cares of the, the world, what the world offers, and then my soul is lost. So help me, Jesus, to just say no to the world and completely say yes to, to you every moment of my life. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for guiding me. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.